What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! You ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hank Show. Why, hello, live and on tape from lovely Whitehall Drive here in the beautiful city of Kinston, North Carolina. It's hump day, hump day! <laughs> Wednesday, February the 8th. It's too early for that. Wednesday, February the 8th in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode 797 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, they'll be joining me at the end of the first hour today for the birthday game. We've got a show for you, let me tell you. Joining me here in just a few minutes right here in the old plush well-lit studio on Whitehall Drive will be the founder, publisher, and executive editor of the best dang local sports site in eastern North Carolina, Junius Smith III of ENC Moments. Uh, very excited to have him here. Uh, he Last night, messaged me and said he wanted to come in person instead of us just doing the regular phoner. So, uh, hey, who am I to say no to that? So, uh, he will be joining us, uh, I'm assuming, here uh, in the next few minutes or so, uh, and we'll uh, jump into everything with him. When he uh, joins us here on uh, in our, like I said, it's it's plush. It is plush. It's well lit, eh, relatively speaking. Uh, it's it's got a lot of stuff in here, but uh, looking forward to having Junius join us here in a few minutes. Like I said, here in uh, in studio, and then also in studio uh, in our second hour, and he'll be with us the entire second hour. We've got a ton of stuff to talk to him about. As a man, he's in a dozen halls of fame throughout the country. Uh, just a, a living legend. I mean, an absolute living legend in our presence here. Uh, the great George Whitfield, I uh, cannot wait to have him in here. I mean, it's always, uh, a, a great visit down memory lane. We are, I tell you what, the reason I have him coming though, is we're talking about the Kinsella North County sports hall of fame, which, uh, we are now taking nominations and I'm going to be talking quite a bit about that over the next, uh, what is this? This is February 8th and we're taking nominations, uh, through March 30th. And, uh, you've got plenty of ways to do that, but the easiest way is to go to the, uh, Kinsel and North County parks, recreation department, go to, uh, uh, the, uh, I, I'm always going to call it the Woodman community center. It's the Kinston community center, and you can go get your nominations in there. They'll give you a nomination form. It's very simple. You fill it out. And then when we, uh, vote, there's a 15 member panel. I'm I'm honored to be one of those 15, and uh, we're going to be uh, voting on that on March 31st. And then I'll be reporting it here on the Brian Hanks Show, uh, who got in, who didn't get in, uh, all that. So uh, very excited about that. But Coach Whitfield's going to be joining us. Man, I want to talk to him about Wells Gulledge. I want to talk to him. Uh, just like I said, I love going down memory lane. Shiver Person's got a great thing going on over uh, at Granger Stadium right now for the Down East Wood Ducks, where they're going to be honoring – uh, HBCUs this year. It's a 75th anniversary of, uh, or the 75th anniversary season for Granger Stadium, just all the champions that have played on that field and in that area. And Shiver's just putting, a, doing a great job putting that stuff together. But uh, the uh, coach Whitfield, just such a valuable resource for that. I mean, he uh, he just knows everything about what happened here in Lenore County. When you hear me quoting stats or quoting history or something like that i nine times out of ten i can tell you i've bounced it off uh coach witt just to make sure that it's accurate and all that but uh again can't wait to have him in here I, every time we have him on the show you guys like it and i, I try not to have him too much because i don't want to wear him out but uh again very honored he's going to be live here in the studio and we're going to have him for the whole second hour but about 20 minutes into our second hour with coach witt we're going to call Lenore Community College baseball coach Gary Smith on her Spence Automotive guest line. The Lancers officially, officially begin their 2023 season today at home versus Lewisburg. That game is at 1.30. Uh, now, they did play a scrimmage yesterday at William Peace, and they won that game. We'll get into that in here in a few moments. But uh, 
of uh, LCC baseball coach Gary Smith on our Spence Automotive guest line. Like I said, right around uh, 20 minutes into our second hour. So very excited to have him. So how's that for a show for you today? Junius Smith the third in our first hour, the birthday game in our first hour. Then uh, Coach Witt, uh, uh, Coach Whitfield, and Coach Gary Smith in our second hour. We are very, very blessed to have such a great show here for you lined up. I I tell you what, let me tell you who we got the rest of the week, too. I think you're going to be impressed by this. Uh, how about tomorrow, Shane Albee, uh, always in our first hour. Uh, come sleepy, and I promise uh, you will uh, you will leave woke up. <coughs> you won't be woke. <laughs> but she'll be welcome. Okay, yeah, I tried too hard for that. Uh, but uh, Shane in our first hour, our regular Thursday guest. And then Kensal and North County Parks Recreation Director Corey Povar in our second hour. Man, so many great things going on with the Parks and Rec Department as they're getting ready for spring sports, wrapping up winter sports. Uh, we're going to talk to him about the Hall of Fame. We're going to talk to him about the uh, Freedom Classic that, believe it or not, is two weeks away. It's two weeks from this Friday. I cannot believe we're already there, but so much to talk to Corey Povar about. What just I got to tell you, and I've said it many times, I'll say it again, probably tomorrow I'll say it again to anybody who will listen to me. You talk about coming into a, a hard situation, Corey Povar did, coming in, fit, trying to fill the, the shoes of the great Bill Ellis, and doggone if uh, he's not just done an outstanding job. I mean... It, he has come in, has made his own mark. I mean, the Parks and Rec Department has pretty much turned over from all those all those OGs that worked there, and uh, he's got a new uh, a staff in there for the most part, and they're doing great, including our very own Jonathan Massey, who is part of that team too. But, uh, man, I can't wait to talk to Corey Povar. That's always a fast-moving, awesome conversation. Looking forward to that tomorrow. And then on Friday, we'll have Mark Panicelli uh, in our first hour, our, our regular Friday guest. And then, how about this, the new chief of police in Kinston. And uh, it's going to be uh, Keith Goyette. Uh, I got to tell you, one of – just uh, I have never seen a groundswell of support for someone uh, to be uh, – to, to get a position. Keith Goyette definitely got that. Just a, a great guy. I mean, I got to admit, I don't know him that well. But I can tell you, I know a lot of people who do know him well, and uh, I, I've never seen across all spectrums, I'm talking about uh, across uh, male, female, black, white, uh, rich, poor, it seemed like everybody wanted Keith Goyette to uh, be named the uh, the police chief of the city of Kinston, and he achieved that, and I can't wait to uh, have him in here Friday. We'll be talking to him. And, man, we've already got, uh, like, three of our days locked down for next week, too. We've got uh, Sheriff Jackie Rogers is going to be coming in here and being a part of the show. Uh, allegedly, Phil Ford. Woo! I'll believe that when I see it. But uh, we're still messaging, trying to get it locked down when he's going to come in. Or not come in, but do the show. And then Joey and Luke Cannon. Uh, in the second hour of uh, the Friday, February 17th show. And, heck, even the week after that, we've got four of the five. Oh, heck, we've got all five days booked that week. That's going to be Freedom Classic Week, and we're going to have uh, all. Uh, it's going to be pretty much an all uh, Freedom Classic Week as we're going to have Bill Ellison here, Scott Austin, Josh Bass, uh, the head baseball coaches over at uh, – at uh air force and at navy it's just going to be it's going to be a fun fun uh we, we've got three weeks of shows like i said already uh, lined up for you so uh very excited what's going what is going on here okay let's uh get started uh with uh, today's show and uh which i guess we've already been doing for eight man almost nine minutes but man a big night of college hoops last night carolina scored north carolina scored 60 points in the second half but still lost at Wake Forest, ninety-two to eighty-five, and uh, you talk about a team that is reeling right now. Uh, the North Carolina Tar Heels are reeling, and I'd like to say that I feel bad for them, but I don't. I really don't. You know, I mean, you guys have heard me on here plenty of times. You've heard me on Mark Panicelli's show. Not a Tar Heels fan. Never have been. Now I'm a huge Dontrez fan. I'm a huge Reggie fan. I'm a huge Jerry fan, but. Uh, I got to tell you, man, it is getting bad in Chapel Hill, and that's one of the things I want to talk to uh, uh, to Junius about when he gets in here is just the the situation in Chapel Hill. They are now eighth place in the ACC. This is the team that was picked to be uh, number one in the country, and they are right now eighth in the ACC. Uh, like I said, we'll get more into that when we get Junius in here. 
And uh, the next score is sorry, Mr. Clemens. Uh, I, if you're listening right now, he may not be listening. I think he might be a little bit irritated with his uh, wolf pack. But my Cavahoos had little trouble with one of the nation's hottest teams uh, in NC State as he won last night, 63 to 50. Man, I got to tell you, uh, well, I messaged with Mr. Clemens for the first eight minutes of the game, then uh, he disappeared. But uh, with Blake Herring, Blake, if you're listening, man, thank you so much, man. Had a good time messaging with him. Big NC State fan and alum, and uh, uh, just a big win for uh, for Virginia. Virginia, Clemson, and Pitt are now tied atop the ACC with ten and three league records. I don't know what the tiebreaker is right now. It really doesn't matter because you know what matters is when they finish the season in uh, March and we see who's atop the ACC uh, for the ACC tournament. But like I said, because I, I went to ESPN, they had uh, like Clemson, Pitt, and Virginia. Then you go to theacc.com. The they had Virginia first, Clemson second, and Pitt third. But again, you know what? It honestly doesn't matter. They're all tied atop the uh, league with ten and three records. So, uh, I, like I said, a great, great night of uh, college basketball last night. It's always a great night when uh, Carolina loses and Virginia wins in the same in the same night. <laughs> yes, Linda, she sent me a big wah, wah. Yes, I'm a. I'm very excited about that. I hate it for my state friends, but listen, I'll be pulling for you guys pretty much the rest of the season. Every other team you play, the only time I don't pull for NC State is when you guys are playing my Cavahoos and uh, you guys came or we came out with a victory last night. But uh, again, man, this ACC race is going to come right down to the buzzer. Uh, well, again, three teams tied atop the ACC right now. It's awesome. How about uh, LeBron James last night? I would be remiss if I didn't mention this. And another thing that we'll be talking to uh, Junius about when he gets in here. But, uh, hey, LeBron is now the all-time scorer in NBA history. He needed 36 points last night to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I got to admit, I watched the, uh, pretty much I had it on one of my TVs. And then when the Virginia game ended, I, I switched over and watched uh, uh, pretty much all the way to halftime in a couple of minutes of the third quarter. And I, you just knew. You knew he was going to make a point of winning it or of not winning. Well, they, they lost the game, uh, 133 to 130. But uh, this is straight from uh, ESPN. It was a fadeaway uh, jumper, not a skyhook owed to Abdul-Jabbar, one of his signature power dunks with 10.9 seconds left in the third quarter that sent James to the top of a mountain that uh, Kareem had stood on for more than 38 years at 38,387 points. So congratulations, LeBron James. Still not the best player in uh, NBA history. I put him top three, top four in that range. But, uh, man, a, a good career for I don't care if you like him or if you don't like him. And I'm not necessarily a fan, although he has been. Uh, he's been he's been a good example. I mean, when have you ever heard him get in trouble? When has he ever done anything bad? No. And, I mean, pretty much every other athlete has uh, has it seems like at the top of the mountain there is done stuff, uh, but not, uh, not, uh, the only thing bad you could say about LeBron James was the decision when he left Cleveland to go to Miami, uh, goodness gracious, 15 years ago or whenever the heck it was. That's the only thing you could say even halfway negative. I mean, he's a team guy, uh, for the most part for the players that he plays with, he's pretty beloved, uh, but congratulations to him. Congratulations to his fans. I know, uh, man, Facebook and Twitter were just uh, all ablaze last night. Well, they were all ablaze with Tar Heel fans who were uh, pretty angry last night, but they were also uh, pretty excited. Uh, LeBron fans, just basketball fans, were uh, pretty excited about what he's done. And, again, uh, you can you cannot like him for the way he plays or whatever, but you got to respect the man. It's like Tom Brady. I'm not a big Tom Brady fan, but, man, <laughs> when he's won more Super Bowls, than like 20 other teams have even played in, uh, you, you've got to give the man his roses, and that's the deal with LeBron James. Great, great career for him. How about uh, the New Orleans Pelicans last night? They have now won three in a row. Remember, it seems like a year ago now when they had lost 10 straight, but they've now won three in a, three in a row, and again, primarily because of Brandon Ingram. Our very own Brandon Ingram, they won last night uh, at home versus Atlanta, 116-107. to 107. Brandon had 30 points, three rebounds, eight assists, and a steal from the game. They are now up to eighth place in the Western Conference, and uh, they're at home Friday versus Cleveland on ESPN. That game will be at 10 p.m. And I got to tell you, uh, I really enjoyed watching that. He is playing with joy again. 
Uh, not that he has quit playing with Georgia, but man, you can just tell how much his teammates love him. Uh, at the end of the game last night, uh, Alvarado uh, threw, put a towel over as he's getting ready to get uh, uh, interviewed. At the end of the game, uh, uh, Alvarado uh, throws a towel over his head and uh, you know scuffs up, tries to scuff up uh, his hair and all that. Then uh, another player uh, congratulates him. And uh, tell you what, this is from uh, the Pelicans uh, television network. A uh, little short interview they did with him at the end of last night's 116 to 107 uh, win against the Atlanta Hawks. How much fun are you having being back with these guys, with this crew? Uh, it's good to get a couple wins. You know, that always brings the energy up a bit. Uh, we've been working hard, trying to work on everything and execution-wise on the offense and defensive man. And it's paying off, uh, paying attention to detail and uh, just coming out here and trying to trying to get wins. They seem very happy to have you back on the court, by the way. Yeah, uh, and I'm happy myself, um, having a chance to to play basketball, but also having a chance to come out here with the relationship that we've built over the past few years and just play the game of basketball the right way. That's the most exciting part. Take me inside the X's and O's of containing Trey Young tonight because this evening was such a different story than the first time you faced him when he racked up 34 points. Uh, well, we knew we had to attack him on the defense on the defense side of the basketball, and that's what we did all night. Um, funny, he still affected the game in another way. Uh, I think he had 14 or 15 assists, uh, which counted for maybe 40 points on his end. So um, we did an okay job trying to contain him from scoring. And uh, we just, whoever his matchup was, we just try to, we just try to stay together and, and help uh, on defense. And how's the toe feeling? Are you back to 100% yet, or are you still battling through some uncomfortableness? I'm still battling through. Um, next days are my recovery days. So uh, when I get on the floor, I can, I'm able to go full throttle. So um, I'm just taking care of my body and making sure that every time that I step on the floor, that I'm ready. I know this injury has had to be frustrating for you because you're a guy, you're always in the gym. To be sidelined, that's not you. Yeah, uh, but it's, you know, inspiration and motivation. You develop a hungriness uh, from that. And um, every time you be, every time I'm on the floor, I'm, I'm super happy and I'm just ready to play. So um, another opportunity, every opportunity that I get, I'm, I'm just ready for it. Wise attitude, wise words, B.I. We're so glad you're back. Thanks for your time. Congrats. Thank you. And again, want to credit uh, Bally Sports New Orleans for uh, that interview uh, last night at the end of the game with uh, Brandon Ingram. And again, I, I know, it, I hope it comes across in audio as ha just the way he was. He was just, he was giddy. I mean, big old smile across his face. And you could tell he is having fun out there. His second straight 30-plus point game. He had 35 points earlier this week. Had 30 points last night. And again, 30 Three rebounds, eight assists, one steal. Just a, an amazing game for him last night. And uh, just a, a lot of fun to watch him, again, out there having fun. Uh, they're now 29-27 and uh, uh, in sixth place, in, or I'm sorry, in eighth place in the Western Conference, Reggie Bullock and the uh, Dallas Mavericks. They're 29-26, and 26 and they're in sixth place in the Western Conference. The Mavs are at the Clippers today at 10 o'clock. That game will be on ESPN. And... It'll be the first game that they have with Kyrie Irving. So uh, I'm kind of excited to see how, uh, how Kyrie's going to uh, mesh in with this uh, Dallas Mavericks team. We, we talked to Richard about it yesterday. I'm, I'm kind of uh, looking forward to seeing how Reggie's going to mix in with that too. Is he, He's been a mix of coming off the bench uh, or starting the game. It's been about 50-50 over the last month or so. I'm, I'm kind of excited to see where they're going to put him, Matt. I mean, you know Luka's going to start. You know, um, obviously, Kyrie's going to start probably as they get going here. And But where does Reggie fit into that mix? And I think, uh, man, they, as you heard Rich say yesterday, uh, they traded away the two guys that were really in the mix in uh, Finney Smith and uh, Dorian Finney Smith and uh, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. And those were guys who were kind of in the pecking order a little bit ahead of Reggie. Now, I know Kyrie comes in, and he's going to be taking up a lot of a lot of space there. But I really do think that it's going to be uh, – I think Reggie's going to fit in pretty well there. So, pretty excited about that and to see what's going to happen there with uh, 
with uh, the Dallas Mavericks. But again, they are on ESPN tonight at 10. Uh, another late night for me if I stay up and watch it. I'm going to try my best to. Uh, they're at Sacramento Friday and Saturday at uh, 10 o'clock both days. So uh, that's, that's Reggie. That gets you caught up with Reggie and Brandon. Uh, LCC, let, let, let me tell you about Lenore Community College. For almost 65 years, Lenore Community College has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu. Or visit one of the beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you, my friend, can change your life today. And thank you, thank you, thank you so much to our, our good friends over at Lenore Community College, uh, all of them. But particularly, though, uh, Richie Honeycutt, uh, one of my favorite people on this planet, uh, Dr. Rusty Hunt, all the folks over there for being the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show. We really do appreciate them. And let's give you your LCC uh, basketball update. They've been off for a few days, and they do not return to action for another eight days. Uh, but they'll play at Patrick and Henry up in Virginia on Thursday, February the 16th. They're 3-20 and 20 right now. And uh, as we have uh, as we said earlier this hour, and you'll hear from him in our second hour or two, the Lenore Community College Lancers baseball team officially begins its 2023 campaign today at home versus Lewisburg. That game will be at 1.30. Yes, Hotland and I are going to be out there for that. We hope to see you out there too. If you can get out there, it is supposed to be gorgeous today. In fact, we may uh, approach record highs. There's no rain in the forecast. It's going to be 71 or 72 degrees here on February the 8th. Uh, Man, I just can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Hope to see you out there. I want to get me a nice cold drink and uh, sit out there and watch our Lancers uh, take on uh, Lewisburg today. Uh, So, that's going to be a lot of fun. Again, that game is at 1.30, and we'll talk, like I said, we'll talk more about it uh, when we have uh, Gary Smith on with us uh, in our second hour, so pretty excited about that. Now, if you miss them today, and I could understand it, my, you know, Wednesday afternoon game, but you know what? Play hooky. You don't have to tell your boss you're going to go watch a baseball game. Just, you know, uh, tell him you're not feeling so well. And I promise I won't tell on you. Get out there and support uh, LCC today. It's gonna. This I'm telling you, I have said this several times, and it's not just conjecture. I mean this. I have a very, very good feeling. This is going to be a special season for Lenore Community College. I, yes, I've got that same feeling we had back in 2004 under Lynn Hartz on, what, 2008, 2010, or whatever the other years were with Stony Wine. I'm telling you, I really feel like this is going to be a special, special team out there for Lenore Community College this year, and you need to be a part of it. So when they do make it to the World Series, like it was back in 04 and 06, 08, 10, all those, you can say, you know what? I, I went out and I saw Lenore Community College here. They made it to the uh, World Series in 2023. See, you want to do that for sure. Wear your LCC gear and get out there and support the Lancers today. But again, like I said, uh, if you want to know more about that, we are going to talk to uh, Gary Smith in our second hour. So pretty excited about that coming up uh, in our second hour. Uh, hometown heroes update, uh, man, uh, Dontre styles, Carolina. We told you earlier this hour, they scored 60 points in the second half. Still didn't win as, uh, Wake Forest beat them last night, uh, 92 to 85. And it wasn't that close. I mean, you're going to hear 92, 85 and be like, wow, seven point game must've been close. No, uh, it was a, a 20, 25 point game for the most part for the entire game in Carolina. It, ironically enough, after Armando Baycott fouls out, they make it a better game there at the end. But, uh, man, uh, Carolina now 15-9 and nine overall, 7-6 and six in the ACC. If the ACC tournament started today, they would be in eighth place. So they would be, uh, what, playing on the second day of uh, the ACC tournament in Greensboro. They need to get it turned around, man. They play uh, Saturday at home versus unranked Clemson. Um, and I just got to – I, I got to give uh, my, my man, uh, Greg Clemens, some uh, – <laughs> uh, sends me a message key uh, talking about nc state they lost to virginia last night we talked about that earlier this hour but keats coaching or lack of shines through again 
AAU basketball its final. Come on, Mr. Clemens. You were playing one of the best teams in the nation in Virginia at their place. Y'all are going to be fine, and I really do. I said it before the season started, and I'm telling you, as of right now, he's got to be – Kevin Keats is, uh, is a candidate for ACC Coach of the Year right now as we sit. Now, anything can happen over the next uh, you know couple of weeks or whatever, and they do have a tough schedule. State's got a really tough schedule. But I will stand by uh, – I, I love Coach Keats, man, and I'm telling you. And, and it's not because we're beating you guys. You guys have beat us, what, three times in a row – or twice in a row up in Charlottesville, I know, and I think three out of the last four times total. So, uh, listen, uh, I, <laughs> I stand behind your coach, Mr. Clemens. He's a good guy, and on top of it, I think he's a, he's a winner, too. He's a good coach. Like I said, I was messaging with Blake uh, Blake Herring last night, too. He, he, yes, uh, Keith is maligned, but I think that uh, they've hit a, a good uh, – a good patch here, and yes, uh, they lose to Virginia, but listen, Virginia's one of the best teams in the nation, so it is what it is. Okay, sorry, got off on a tangent there uh, with uh, one of our best listeners in uh, Greg Clemens, uh, my uh, Down East Wood Ducks buddy who I'm going to be sitting behind for uh, 70 games this year. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Uh, we told, uh, Trez didn't play last night, though, uh, and I just couldn't get it. Even when uh, Carolina fell behind, by as much as they did 20 25 points they were playing with no emotion out there you know trez would get in there that's what i like about puff johnson uh a former uh, holiday invitational guy and uh, just a, a good basketball player and he gets out there and he does play with emotion for the tar heels but i'm telling you other than armando baycott in the starting lineup Everybody that played for the Tar Heels last night, they just looked flat. I almost pulled some sound uh, from Baycott talking last night, but he did a couple of uh, post-game interviews last night, and I'm, he was not pleased with what his team was doing either, and uh, it's understandable because, I mean, he was uh, he was really the only one uh, that uh, played with any sort of emotion. You know what? I think I'm, it, it, Junius is not here yet, and I don't know. We He may have... Uh, overslept a little bit i don't know what's going on but i tell you what that leads me though i'm gonna play this uh audio last night from uh, uh this was uh courtesy wfmy uh cbs news out of uh greensboro but here's armando baycott in the post game last night i mean really i just told everybody like i'm not gonna quit if you want to be here be here on thursday if not just go on go to university like this and just have no pro pride. I mean, I'm not perfect either, but I love this university and just go out there and putting, giving out that performance is just unexcusable, you know? Yeah, I don't know. That's what I don't get because we had two good days of practice and I mean, I thought like, I mean, it was no question. I thought we were going to come in this game and win and then we get out there and it's just like not communicating all of us aren't communicating and it's just like feel like just more worried about ourselves and it's just discouraging because like i want to win that's why i came back i want to win and coaches they want to win and it's just no i'm not surprised because i mean it's happened more than twice this year so it's our reality but the thing about it is now is our back is against the wall so like i told everybody like People that want to play be here on Thursday, if not, just go. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess you could say that. What was Coach Davis saying? Same thing. I mean, he just wants guys to play with his personality. I mean, you look at our coaching staff. We got Coach Davis, had a great career here. Coach May, everybody. I mean, the passion is there, and I mean, we got the talent to do it. But like I told me, Caleb, RJ, and Leaky, like we came back for a reason, and. This now, this isn't it, and I mean, it starts with us four. Pete wasn't here last year to play with us, so he doesn't fully know. We got a lot of freshmen, and obviously our bench guys, they don't have as much experience, and they start with us four, and it's frustrating, it's frustrating. This one definitely hurt, but I'm not going to quit. I love this university too much, and I love the game of basketball too much to quit, and like I told the guys, like, these next couple days are going to be hard because, I mean, we did put on a bad performance, and people are going to be mad, and rightfully so, you should be, but we got to block out the noise and just keep playing. I'm not quitting. And I got to tell you, uh, I like Baycott. I mean, I'm one of those guys that 
uh, as Mr. Clemens will tell you and Mark Panicelli will tell you too, I don't really have a, pl- a problem with Carolina players for the most part. It's Carolina fans that uh, irritate the hell out of me day in, day out. And Baycott, you could just see, uh, if you get a chance, and I got to tell you, uh, again, that was from uh, WFMY uh, News in Greensboro. And uh, thank you, BJ Davis, if you're listening. I actually pulled that from his uh, – uh, I, I actually pulled that from his, uh, uh, Twitter feed. Uh, so, uh, man, Baycott, he is not happy. Mr. Clemens sent me a message during that. And he's like, it would be funny if half the team left and went home, that's not going to happen, but he is right. That would be hilarious if, uh, if that happened for sure. So, uh, I tell you what, let me, uh, let me thank our good friends over at, uh, Spence Automotive. It's where I get my car services, where you should go to located at 603 Plaza Boulevard in the old Firestone building next to the Piggly Wiggly and Big Lots. Spence Automotive is owned by local sports writing legend, Keith Spence, and is open Monday through Friday at 7.30 a.m. Spence Automotive takes care of all your car care needs and also sells great tires too. Give Keith a call at Spence Automotive at 252-686-5011 the next time you need your car service when you need new tires and tell him the Brian Hanks Show sent you. And uh, joining us, uh, it, it's uh, the, the publisher, founder, executive editor of uh, encmoments.com who uh, he's joining us uh, not live here in the studio, but on the Spence Automotive guest line. You know I got to pick on you a little bit, uh, Junius. Of course. Uh, of course. Four alarms didn't go off for you? Four, like I'm, <laughs> I'm so serious with the, with this stuff, and then there's times where it still doesn't work. Dude, it is. Yeah, man. When somebody, listen, dude, I'm good, man. When somebody works as hard as you do, dude, sometimes just stuff happens. It's all good. Now, the bad thing is, uh, I thought you were going to be in here this whole uh, hour, so I uh, we we've only got literally like five minutes before I got to get the birthday game in, and then. Uh, uh, our second hour, we're going to have, uh, Gary Smith and George Whitfield joining us here, uh, on the show. So I do apologize. We're going to, we're going to go much, much shorter than we usually do, but I want to give you an opportunity just to talk about, uh, I, I know you're very irritated. You're a big Carolina fan. You're one of my, uh, one of my best friends who are Carolina fans. You've just got to be disgusted with what's going on up in Chapel Hill right now. It's like I really want to say what's on my mind, but the biggest thing for me is I want to see Dontrez get some playing time. I mean, at this point in time, it's just absolutely ridiculous that he can't get any playing time on this team. Here's what I don't understand, Junius. You're down by 20, 25 points last night. You know, you're not playing him in close games for whatever reason. You want to keep your tight, tight rotation of six or seven players going. Uh, when you're up by a lot of points, you're not playing. And when you're down by a lot of points, you're not playing. What in the hell is the excuse that Hubert Davis could have for not playing uh, for not playing him now? You know what? I could, I could speculate, but there are things that it, it makes absolutely no sense. Like, this feels really personal at this point. Well, my, my gut is, and I would never say this when we have him here on Tuesdays with Trez and – I hope I'm not even speaking out of order, and I don't know anything more than the average fan knows out there, so I don't want anybody to think that I'm speaking, you know, because I have inside knowledge here, but he's gone, dude. In my opinion, I, dude, how do you stay after you've given two years of your life to this program? And not that anyone ever made any promises going into last year, but but the feeling was, and your ear was to the ground as much or maybe even more than mine, Junius, that Trez would, he was going to be a rotation player going in as a freshman. Maybe not a starter, but I really thought he was going to be a 10 to 12 minute player last year. Figured he would work his way up to, you know, 15 to 20 minutes this year. Not, not even close this year. And he deserves the playing time. I mean, when you think about it, he's arguably the most athletic person on Carolina's roster. So if you can't find the space for him and somebody who can, like, he can defend four different positions. I mean, just give him an opportunity. That's all anybody out here in Kenton is asking for. I know, dude. It just – it. I'm heartbroken. I don't know any other way to put it. And listen, I hate Carolina more than the average bear, and you know this for with our relationship that you and, how, you and I have had through the years. 
but I pull for the players. I really do. You and I have seen so many of them come through uh, the Holiday Invitational, and you get to know these kids as you and I do, and you just pull for them. So like a, a Puff Johnson, you know, I'm, I'm pulling for him because he's just such a good kid. Uh, the Dunn kid uh, from down in your neck of the woods. I mean, you pull for these kids, and, and especially Dontrez, who I guarantee you, Junius, and you know this as well as anybody, you cut him, and Carolina blue blood uh, pours out. He loves Carolina that much. It's just it's an it's an abuse. Listen, uh, we've got you just here for a couple more minutes. Any last thoughts on that, on Carolina, Dontrez, all that? Look, it, this is probably one of, one of the worst things that Carolina has done in a while. I mean, to go from preseason number one to possibly not even making the NCAA tournament, like I can't think of anything that that has done that. Yeah, me either, dude. And it just. Uh, I don't know, man. My heart breaks for the kids, but something's got to happen, man. Anyway, enough of that. Hey, I want to talk a little prep sports with you and just uh, pick your brain. Uh, the big thing today, Lenore Community College, uh, and I know this is a prep sports, this is college sports, but Lenore Community College baseball uh, begins their 2023 campaign today, dude. Dude, I got to tell you, Junius, a lot of buzz around that Lancers baseball team this year. And I was saying earlier, you were asleep, so you didn't hear me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. I'm just joking. But, uh, I, dude, I feel right now the way I did going into that 04 season, going into that 06 season and the other World Series seasons they went to. I'm not joking, uh, Junius. I've, I've, the buzz is around the program. He's got a as talented a team that has been at uh, Lenore Community College in 15 years, talking about Coach Gary Smith. Real quick, your feelings. Here we are on the, uh, on the, the doorstep of the 2023 season. You know, I was going to have to come out to the game today, but the biggest thing for me is, I the buzz, the buzz is there, but you still got to prove it. I mean, championships are not won on paper. Yeah, we could go back to the last subject we were talking about and make that point, right? Yeah. There you go. So, uh, but again, as I've told people, uh, hey, one thirty today uh, out at uh, at Lancers Field, they take on Lewisburg, and listen. They made Lewisburg's a very good team, man. I mean, they, in fact, they're a hell of a team. That's going to be a tough game for them today. But uh, that it's going to be a good uh, barometer for me, Junius. If they can play well against a tough, tough Lewisburg Hurricanes team, that's going to speak well. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, high school uh, basketball last night. You were in, uh, in Farmville last night for the Green Central games. And, dude, as close a game as Farmville has had against a team from North Carolina in a hot minute uh, was last night. They only lost by 10 at Farmville Central. Was it Green Central played that well? Farmville Central played bad? What was it last night? Green Central played that well. And the thing about it is people keep forgetting that Green Central is 19-5 for a reason. I mean, they are not, they're not a paltry team. So this is one of those things where – if anything, it showed more that, that Green Central could contend with some of the big boys in the, in the state. Well, Now, the biggest thing is, is going to be on the conference tournament because, you know, Farmer Central is probably going to have a thing or two to say. But <laughs> if, Green Central, if Green Central could play the way that they did uh, last night, they're going to be very, very dangerous. Well, I can't wait, dude. And uh, congratulations, Blue Edwards and the Green Central Rams basketball team. A heck of a game last night. And I know no one's a moral victory guy, but Junius, that's kind of got to be a moral victory, isn't it, to play that well at Farmville? Yeah, I mean, look, Farmville Central is a very, very intimidating place to play. It, it definitely is, that's for sure. Uh, to, last night also, North and North, South and North, uh, the boys win, uh, the North and North boys win 60 to 45. And man, you're going to have, do you know all the tiebreakers and all that? Or uh, do I, I mean, for the conference tournament, man, there is just a log jam at the uh, top. Uh, well, not at the top necessarily, but because Kenston's going to be the number one seed. Southwest Onslow is definitely going to be the number two seed going in the next week's East Central 2A boys tournament. Uh, you know what? I, I'm thinking about the girls' tournament. We'll get to that in a second because they are pretty much locked in. North and North is going to be the three seed for sure. Uh, it's going to be up for grabs for Wallace Rose Hill and East Duplin for four and five, and then South and North and James Keenan for uh, six and seven is the girls that I wanted to talk about because after last night's uh, South and North girls win 45 to 28 over 
North Lenore. Uh, the Blue Devils are now eight and four in the conference. The Hawks are eight and three in the conference, and that's the one where uh, now Southwest Onslow has number one locked up. Obviously, they're eleven and zero. They've got one game yeah. left. They're gonna they're gonna win that. But dude, South Lenore, North Lenore, Kinston, all three within uh, a game and a half of each other going into uh, the the last game of the season for North Lenore and for uh, Kinston and girls basketball. How does that all work out uh, in? Playoff seating, or uh, I'm sorry, uh, conference tournament seating, Junius. Well, I do know this. Um, if if Kinston beats North North, then I think that um, Kinston will get the three seed, North North will be four, and uh, South North will be two. Okay. Now, South North put themselves in, in the right position. Um, I believe that South North, because they have the better overall record, they should be the number two seed no matter what. Okay. Now, Watershaw Hill and James Keenan – I believe Wallace Rose Hill will be six seed. Um, James Keenan seven, despite the fact that you know Wallace Rose Hill is one and nine in conference. Um, James Keenan one and ten. East Duplin, they're by themselves in, in fifth place no matter what. And Kirsten, like I said, um, well, I believe that they'll be the, the four seed. Northern will be three seed. No matter what happens, really, so, even if uh, Kenson were to upset, uh, well, I wouldn't call it an upset. If uh, Kenson were to beat North Lenore tomorrow night at North Lenore, it, they would still North Lenore would still be the three seed. See, I'm, I'm not 100 if they're okay. going off of um, overall records, but um, uh, Kenson would be 11 and 13, and North Lenore would be 10 and 11. So. Uh. You're making me have to do math, dude, and math is not my strong suit, Junius. <laughs> So, it's one of those things where we'll just have to wait and see. We'll have to wait so. and see for sure, uh, but you're pretty certain South Nord's got that. And because if North Nord does win tomorrow night, both North Nord and South Nord would be eight and four. They head to head, they split. So maybe I, I don't know how they do it, dude. They change it every year. They honestly do. I mean, from year to year. But still, it's going to be pretty sweet that uh, in the girls' uh, portion of the tournament. Whatever, however it ends up, South and North, North and North and Kenson are going to be two, three, and four in the conference tournament next week. And then in yeah. uh, the boys, Kenston is locked in. They're the number one seed. Uh, North and North is definitely the number three seed. And uh, and I don't know how South and North factors in that. They're either going to be the six or the seven seed. So, uh, but if they end up the six seed, though, dude, it could be. Uh, it would be North and North and South and North in conference tournament next week on the boys' side. That would be pretty exciting. Now I know Wednesday and Thursday they're playing at Kinston, the semifinals and the championship games of both the boys and the girls. It, do they begin the tournament on Monday? I guess at the higher seat. How does that work? I believe it'll be Tuesday. Wow! So they're going to play three days in a row: Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. You know, that's one of the things I have to go back and, and check, but. Well, it's all good. Yeah, it's all good. Well, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. I just wanted – I didn't know if you knew off the top of your head. It's all good. Dude, we are way, way over, but I had to get uh, some prep talk out of you. You were at Green – or you were at Farmville Central last night. If you want to read all about the uh, Green Central, Farmville Central games last night, go to encmoments.com, and uh, you're going to have all that up there, man. I can't believe, dude. One game left in the regular season before conference tournament next week, state playoffs the week after that. We're at the end of basketball season, dude. It's wild. <laughs> it is crazy. Listen, dude, uh, go, go back to bed. Uh, it's all good. I love you, man. <laughs> and I'll talk to you later, okay? All right, sounds good. There you go. That's Junius Smith's third, encmoments.com. Let's play the birthday game. We'll come back and wrap up the first hour right after that. It's hump day. It's Wednesday, February the 8th. You're right over there, Jonathan Matthews. 2.2 seconds. <laughs> Did you see what he did? He Start, moved. In my defense, he moved suddenly. Oh, you startled me. It's hump day. It's Wednesday, February the 8th in the year of the Lord, 2023. It's now time to play the birthday game, John Dawson. It's a game that you were behind two days to nothing, and you've now won three straight days. What in the world? I'm going to declare it. There's no way you can lose February. <laughs> You don't care about me at all, do you? I do. I, I love you. You obviously I, don't. Every you, time you do this, it's this. Oh, I can't believe he's doing it again. <laughs> you gentlemen, you two. Listen, I have. He a, is so bereft of Cooth. He is gonna. Make, he's throwing it for me again right now. We all have circles, and I gotta tell you, and I'm. This is again not a riff, not a line. My circle is. I mean, over the past, definitely over the past seven years, has grown. 
very tiny. Mm-hmm. It's small. You two are in it, though. And I mean that, John. You know, I, lo- I love you, John Dawson. I've mm-hmm. told you that, and I love you, John I love Matson. you, too, which is why I don't understand why you keep jinxing me on this thing. <laughs> I don't mean to. But, well, I well, can stop you, doing it. <laughs> right now, my circle's a bleeping triangle. <laughs> okay. Are we in it? We're in it, right? Oh, oh okay. Mm-hmm. There you go. Well, Judy's in it. Here we go. You can't include family in a circle. Really? I include my brother in my circle. I include Daryl in it. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, Linda's in mine. I mean, I, I love Does Linda. Does she know Linda's- that? Does she approve that? <laughs> wow. Okay, so I guess my circle is really, really small too then. This circle thing, really, it's it's about... Who can you really confide the most in? All right, we're going to stay on point for once. What's this circle have to do with you jinxing me yet again? I would never intentionally jinx you because you are in my circle. But you continue to do it. Yeah, that's my point. I love that you were caught. What was that noise? You just made a Brian noise. You said a... I didn't do anything of the sort. Okay. I said, uh, maybe. I'm a James Brown fan. Dip my toe. In the water. What are you? Is that supposed to be Pat Boone? What are you doing? <laughs> no, I was doing Stevie Wonder. Pee Wee Herman? Wonder, uh, James Brown. I was doing James Brown. <laughs> Maybe James Brown is a one month old. <laughs> Dip my toe in the water. You guys, time to stop. Okay, that. wow. Okay. Hey, uh, John Dawson, again, you've won three straight days in a row. That means we get to hear from you again about Jacques Passleg and Goeco Office Automation. Well, Jacques Passleg, even at one month old, he was making business deals. When he was in the nursery, he somehow traded a baby rattle and came out of there with a 1974 Buick. I don't know how he did wow. it, but he's just that good. If you want somebody to work that kind of magic with your business or paramilitary operation, you go down and see Jock at Goeco Office Automation. Back to you, Brian. I love it. What a great way to talk about him there. And you, John, Jonathan Massey, you can give us uh, Jean Passleg's personal cell phone number, right? I can. Yes, you can. Oh, you want me to? Yeah, yeah, we want you to. Okay, well, you know, that'll cost you. We'll talk about it later. It's 252. 252 286 286 53 53 54 54 and I, what about his website uh goeco.com or what is goeco.com i love it john okay. williams he's won 25 grammys five academy awards and multiple other awards for his uh music this is the imperial march mm-hmm. it's the great john williams there you go john you williams guess. huh I didn't hear you. I said, you couldn't let us guess? This is awesome. I actually knew this one, surprisingly. Almost sounds like NBC News is coming on and Lester Holt has an evil story to open the broadcast. I love it. John Williams. You know what Lester Holt's real, his real first name is? Lester's actually his middle name. What's his first name? Mo. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. When is the last time we've seen him laugh this hard? <laughs> I think it's because he saw it coming and couldn't stop it. Did you I see did, it coming? I couldn't get out of the way. <laughs> well, he couldn't get out of the way. Oh boy. Okay. Hey, that was, I love to see. I love to see John laugh. I, I didn't even think it was that funny. I'm laughing at him. Yeah. Well, the delivery was pretty good, too. <laughs> delivery was, uh, was top-notch. <laughs> John Williams, how old is he? To, I tell you what, let's do another one. Let's do uh, – he did this. I didn't realize he did this. This is uh, Carol of the Bells from Home Alone. I don't think he wrote this. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think he may have arranged this verse. Ooh, ooh, ooh. This is one for you, uh, Jonathan Massey. Jurassic Park. He got. He did a John Dawson on that. Two notes in, knew it. Well, it helped that I knew what he did oh. career-wise. And you knowing me yeah. would pick that for you know, yeah. Anyway, it doesn't did matter. Did you know it? No. I knew the first when you played four songs back. Oh, okay. Well, very good. Uh, John Williams, how old is he today, uh, John Dawson? 86. 86 is your guess. And as a musician, you got to respect what he does, right? I He's mean, a he, great composer. Yeah. He's a great composer. And he wrote these, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Not the Christmas song, but yeah. the rest of them, yeah. Okay, he said 86. What do you say, Jonathan Parrott? Jonathan Parrott. Jonathan Massey? 
Jonathan Parrott Massey. <coughs> I'm going to say 87. He was born February the 8th. Oh. That's where you can tell it's Jurassic Park. Yeah. Uh, he was born February the 8th, 1932. He's 91 today. Wow. Well, you got to think. Star Wars, the original one, came out like 76, 77. yeah. So 47 years ago. So he was 44. He was half the man he is today. There you go. Well, I wish we could keep playing him here, but we've got another musical hint, John Dawson. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, this is, uh, I don't, I will not hear you speak ill of this next band. Okay, John Dawson? Creed. <laughs> no. He's the lead singer of this band. Motley Lou. <laughs> yes. Hot Tub Time Machine. Did you ever mm. see that? Saw it here. We watched about, it. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Sorry. I love this song. I seriously. To me, this is just about the perfect rock song. <laughs> Listen, it starts oh, out with the piano. <laughs> oh, boy. I love how he laughs that hard because he knows you're being serious. Why can I not think of the lead singer's name? Vince Neil. Yeah, I was about to say, you know it. Yeah, this Neal. is the song a lot of girls, when they were their boyfriends, are being put into backs of cars and they're being hauled off to jail for DWIs. This is what they listen to to console themselves. Okay, hold on. You can say all you want today. It's not going to impact. Hold on, listen. Make bail tonight. <laughs> oh, dude, look. Goosebumps, man. Goosebumps. I love this song. Home sweet home. Oh. I love this song. Dude, dude, I got goose pimples all over my body right now. I want to get that check. <laughs> there you go. Oh, Vince you, Neil, the you great You think about Vince the 80s Neil. a lot, don't you? It was a good time of my life. I mean, I'm not denigrating. I'm just saying, like, you can tell by what you think is awesome. The 80s were peak Brian. Oh, the music in the 80s is the best. Oh, hold on. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, <laughs> sweet. Oh. Tell me this is some great guitar right here. Am I doing anything like what they would do on a guitar? Um, I mean, uh, maybe. Massey? <laughs> Massey. You're doing it like Motley Crue would probably. <laughs> there you go. Whoa. Anyway, Vince Neil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vince Neil. It goes to you, uh, Jonathan Massey. Uh, oh, that, that's good guitar right there. Is it not? It's great. <laughs> uh, 62. Before I, had my, before I had my driver's license, I was riding to school with a, a guy I kind of grew up with, was a neighbor. He was a year older than me. He owned two cassettes. Uh -oh. Was this one of them? He owned Dr. Feelgood by Motley Crue uh -huh. and Hysteria by Def Leppard. And I heard either one of those albums or the other every day in the morning <laughs> and the afternoon going to school and coming home. How much did you value your cassettes at that time? And did you try to give him any? Well, I said, you know, I suggested, you know, you want to add maybe a third album to the rotation, <laughs> like six months in. No, Not really, didn't want to. So they don't listen to the show, so I don't care. Uh, my my best friend growing up uh, was similar to that. He would get stuck on not an album, a song. Yes. For weeks, and I would hear that song if I if I rode to school with him because we got our driver's license at the same time. But if we I would stay at his house or whatever, I'd ride to school. I would hear that song on repeat for weeks. Mm -hmm. And to this day, there are certain songs that I can't hear without getting a little nauseous. That little guitar intro there came from um, Sammy Hagar's first band. It was called Montrose, and they had a song called Bad Motor Scooter. It starts off like that. Really? Yeah. 
See, I told y'all I'm growing my hair out. We haven't talked about that on the show yet, though, have we? No, we haven't. We've been having so many other um, <laughs> enlightening discussions. I'm growing my hair out for the first. You've never seen me with long hair before. I've never really had long hair before. You in had my life. kind of kind of mullet-ish when I met you. <laughs> yeah, but it was still kind of in style then. Yeah, well, I'm I'm growing a mullet, dude. I want to business be in the front, party in the back. Well, no, I'm actually it's gonna. I've wanted to grow long hair too, so and I'm just gonna like you know put it back, but so I can head jam or. So head bang. Head bang. What I say? Head, head jam. jam. Head like toe jam. jam. Toe jam. <laughs> <laughs> Grape jam. This uh, is kickstart. Those my are heart. all things Brian pays extra for. I would honestly like to get my hair back out to about like John's yeah, now. John. But well, talk about hair. long hair. When I when I first met John, John had really long hair. Well, I, I wasn't trying to be cool. It's just when you got a head the size of a car battery, you don't want to have short hair. Trust me, I get it. Okay, so that's that's all that was. Well, there you go. Have we guessed Vince Neal yet? Yeah, you got it right on the nose. Who got uh, John Williams? Oh, so you're up two to nothing. Okay. Can I keep this plane underneath? Nope. <laughs> God. Wait a minute. Kickstart my heart! You know what? One of the great things, you know, we're going. Have I told you this? We are going to the beach in April, okay? And I'm going to do the show from the beach a couple of days. Not the whole week, but a couple of days while we're there. But my brother is taking his karaoke machine. We are going to do karaoke every night on a 70-inch TV. And I have been singing songs, trying to learn songs. This is going to be one of them. I think, oh, no, I think I'm going to do Home Sweet Home. And, and my brother and my sisters and their children and our whole family are going to listen to me singing Home Sweet Home, John Dawson. It's like a Walton's family Christmas. <laughs> That was pretty good. Okay, okay, okay. Here we go. Let me. Uh, so you remember when he asked us if we wanted to go to that? Yeah, you're going. Let's see. My kids are in school, and it's during the week. I heard karaoke machine, and every <laughs> night, and I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a very rapid appointment with a tree. <laughs> wow. Okay, you lead two to nothing, Jonathan Massey. But it goes back here to you, John Dawson. She was on Saturday Night Live for 11 years. She became the longest-serving female cast member by one show. Until the final episode of 2022 this past December. Kate McKinnon? No, she beat Kate McKinnon by one show. And Cecily then she, Strong? Cecily Strong. Who, by the way. Easy. I agree <laughs> with you, but easy. <laughs> She's now doing these uh, Verizon commercials. Mm-hmm. <sighs> John Dawson. Just had God to do it. <laughs> you know I can't let that go. <laughs> anyway, well, you're just going to reverse it, which, you know. Takes... <laughs> Which takes is Cecily Strong. You have to not. be sure you catch it. Yeah, Cecily Strong. Yes. Yeah, yeah. John da- Jonathan Massey. Yeah, she's strong. Well, she's very strong. Uh, how old is she today, though? Over there, uh, John Dawson. And I thought she was funny. My favorite. What was your favorite character of hers? My favorite character of her is Cecily Strong. My favorite character is uh, the girl you don't want to talk to at the party, or something like that. I haven't watched the show enough to even know one of her characters. That, so that was a that was a that uh, was funny though. On a weekend update, she yeah, she would do it on weekend update. I don't really know any of her other characters. You see, I, I'll, I'll Google it for you. Cecily Strong. How many years was she on the show? Eleven years. She's the longest. Uh, I'll say thirty-seven. She was Kathy Ann. That was her, uh, the one that she did, uh, the the girl you don't want to talk to at the party. <laughs> Princess Jasmine, luxury brand <laughs> promoter. You know, you know who else did uh, Princess Jasmine? Kim Kardashian. You know who Kim Kardashian met while playing Princess Jasmine? Pete, Pete Davidson. Davidson. Yeah. You know yeah. why I know that? Because it was plastered everywhere for way too freaking long. Yeah, you're right about that. How old you say? 37. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? 38. She was born February 8th, 1984. So today she turns 39 years old, and I'm saluting her. She is a beautiful, beautiful woman, and oh, my God. Sound the alarm, John Dawson. Are you, sound, are you sounding it? Are, are you sounding it? I, I can't hear it. I can't hear it. John Dawson, are you sounding it? Well, since it's done in post, I'll say yeah. <laughs> there you go. 
Jonathan Massey has a perfect game brewing here. He is up three to nothing, and it goes to the next one here, and it goes to him. Are you ready, Jonathan Massey? I do have a question for you. Hit me with your question there, Jonathan I'm not going to ask you because I know the answer. Who, female crush-wise, SNL cast member, who's your – Gosh, that's a good one. See, his is going to be Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Yes, it is. Well, I've got two. The one that Tina Fey. Tina and Julia. Yeah. Tina and you only get one. Quit being greedy. <laughs> Quit being greedy. I thought so, this was America. <laughs> so if it comes it down to, to be. one, though. Oh, man, now that's a toughie. That's a coin flip situation, pal. See, I figured it would be Tina Fey without really any hesitation. I'm fond of both. Golly, dude. I don't know. That's a very good question. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to Google SNL female. But what's funny is. When I thought of the question, I'm like, he would say Julia Louis-Dreyfus. And I went, no, duh. He would say Tina Fey. Mm. Oh, I know. Oh, okay. It would come down to a few, but one name just popped out here. Cherry O'Terry. There was something about her. You know who I'm talking about, right? It was the cheerleader sketch that got you, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I know who mine is. Um. Although it's weird because she was married to Fred Armisen, Abby Elliott. Abby Elliott. I'm going to have to look her up. I'm not sure. Do you know who? <laughs> you remember her? ABB. Oh, there it is. It came up. Ooh. She was married to Fred Armisen? I remember her. Good Lord. Yeah. Okay. I can see. Figured Hanks okay, No, this can't be the same Abby Elliott, though. I figured Hanks was Oh, yeah, she was on uh, Saturday Night Live from 2008-2012. Sorry, dude. No, it doesn't say she's married. It says she was... Or maybe they dated. I can't remember. Must have been dated because she's been married to Bill Kennedy since 2016. Yeah, Abby Elliott's... uh, (laughs) 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 Either one of y'all want to take that one? It looked like you wanted to take it. <laughs> hey, hey. Anyway, uh, Cecily Strong. did. We, oh, yeah, you got <laughs> it. You're up three to nothing. Perfect game. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You ready, John Dawson? Well, it's not you. It's you, uh, Jonathan Massey. Uh, he's written 28 consecutive number one New York Times novels and books. He even co-owns Epiphany School down in New Bern. It's oh. John Grisham. Yep, John Grisham. Today is John Grisham's birthday. Do you think he would be cool? I, I don't. I, I I can't decide. He's either a super cool dude, or he has his head up his butt. You know, and I can't decide which. There's no middle ground. There. I have no data to base an opinion on. Okay, I just was wondering. I mean, I've seen him like in interviews and stuff, and I think that he would. He seems in some ways like he would be super cool, but then I've heard stories about him from down in New Bern, and that he's really not that cool. Well, just to keep me out of the uh, lawsuit, I'm going to say I don't have enough data to form an opinion. <laughs> there you go. Jonathan Massey? Uh, I've never seen an interview, nor have I uh, read one of his books. Y'all, so. y'all are wusses. Okay, John Grisham. Well, I, I, but I, I, I'll, I'll say, playing, I'm playing. I'll say, as a general principle, people that make a living via writing are usually scared. So. Wow! <laughs> I believe that encompasses you and First I, of John all, Dawson. something else to cut. He gave me something to cut. <laughs> <laughs> And okay. you made your living the same way, pal. That's what I just said. I <laughs> okay. said he said something that encompasses both of us. That's all right. I remember Leave you that write, in. I Leave remember that him in. writing a column a year or two ago. Yeah. Okay. Well, tell us how old John Grisham is over there. You were sad after. I didn't get paid for it. Something oh. else to cut. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. This is good stuff. Uh, I don't even. I don't even know what the guy looks like. Uh, sixty-four. You say sixty-four, John Dawson. Sixty-three. I don't know. He was born February 8th, 1955. He's 68 years old today. Oh, I was a whole five years off. My God. It's a a horror. He he looks so insulted that you didn't get it. I was (laughs) insulted. You should know that. You're a writer. But you know what this means, though, John Dawson? Can you get it fired up again? (laughs) I can't even look at him. Are you all right over there, Jonathan Massey? I'm Do we need to call right, the paramedics? Bro. No, if I die in this moment, I'll be happy. <laughs> there you go. He's still looking at me in the same expression. <laughs> Guess what? Fire the alarms. Oh, that's not right. 
Sound, sound the alarm. Sound the alarm. Jonathan Massey has a perfect game going. He's up four to nothing, and it goes down this last one. John Dawson, you're going to get this, so I have faith in you, okay? You're not going to blow it like you do to John Grisham, okay? <laughs> that didn't sound right. Uh, but he's dead. He was Arnold on different strokes. He was the highest-paid child actor in all of the 1970s and 80s. It's... You said he played Arnold? On yeah, he was Arnold on different Gary strokes. Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman. He died in 2010. This is one of those, I think I knew he had died, but I wasn't 100%. If we ever played that game that I want to play on here, dead or alive, he would definitely be. Uh, I think it's a solid game idea, personally. I do, too. John won't let us do it. Yes, he will. What? <laughs> <laughs> wow. You just said a word that only Molly could hear. <laughs> well, when when like, you're presented with information that's so ludicrous that there's no earthly response to it. How old would Gary Coleman be if he were alive today, John Dawson? Um, 65. I, well, I remember when he died because I was working for the oh, then Kenston Indians. Lord. The then Kenston Indians. And I just remember thinking, man, what a short life. Okay. <laughs> Jonathan Massey, how old would Gary Coleman be if he were alive today? 64. Congratulations, you have a perfect game! He was born February the 8th in the year of the Lord, 1968. He would be 55 today. Why don't you take your headphones off? 55? Yeah. How old would he be today? 55. He was born in 68. Oh, man. So both of y'all are way off. You, Jonathan, or John Dawson, I'm just ashamed of you, okay? <laughs> I can't even begin to tell you just... You brought shame upon your family. You know what? Starting with this episode, I'm not going to cut anything out anymore. See how ashamed you are then. <laughs> Uh-oh. We're in trouble, dude. I'll be fine. <laughs> oh, great. No, you won't. Watch. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, let's see. When was your last part? I think. Let's see. That is your 30th perfect game in the history of this show, Jonathan Massey. Congratulations. You win five to nothing. Uh, it's now tied up uh, to what? Uh, blah, blah, blah. Three days to three, I think. Let me look. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, other birthdays today. How about this? Buster Murphy's birthday is today. Uh, one of the all-time greats here in Kinston, Lenore County. Think the world of him. Love seeing him out at Lovick's or every time I see him, he's great guy. Very nice man. Love me some Buster Murphy. Also, today is Stuart Perry's birthday. Happy birthday, uh, uh, Stuart. And then uh, a guy wanted to get here on the show who uh, owns that uh, new bar downtown. Uh, or It's uh, Travis Stanley Harper. You guys are familiar with him. He owns Stanley's Bar. I see a lot of his stuff on Facebook. I think he would be very interesting to have here on the show. So, hey, I'm going to give you a call, Travis, and get you here on the show if you'll come on with us. But if your birthday is today, like Travis Stanley Harper, Stuart Perry, and the great Buster Murphy, have a great birthday. We'll see you tomorrow on the birthday game presented by Goeco Office Automation. And again, I want to thank our good friend Jacques Passeleg and uh, Goeco Office Automation for uh, being the title sponsor of our birthday game. Had a chance to uh, go and visit the Innovation Center yesterday for a little bit. And uh, man, just had a great time. Uh, Jacques is a great guy. He runs a great business. And uh, he's got a big event that is coming up. You know, we had him here on the show yesterday. He's got a big event that is coming up on uh, Valentine's Day at 11 a.m., uh, big ribbon cutting. You need to be out there if you uh, go out there and support one of our local businesses. So that wraps up the first hour and eight minutes of today's show. Coming up next, the legend, George Whitfield, joining me. He's right here live in our plush well-lit studio here on Whitehall Drive. Uh, coming up, like I said, the second hour of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.